0: Welcome back to another episode of Beautiful and Bothered. Do I have anything? Did in my you teeth? say or again? I think I did, and then I pivoted. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I tried to save it. Do I have anything? No, in do my I? Teeth? No. no, we just say pizza. Yeah. yeah, it's our second episode of the day. We so, were gonna do three. Uh, yeah, that might have been a little ambitious. It sounded good in theory. I know it sounded nice, good, and delicious. <clears throat> But like, <laughs> Not as delicious as that pizza. No, yeah. that was needed. I know. I that, love your Barbie shirt. Thank you. You got a TJ Maxx? Yeah. I am, Literally like yeah.
1: $9 maybe? I was like, girl, what?
0: Yeah. I wonder if that's a Mattel licensed or... Um, girl, I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It says Barbie in the font, so it probably is Mattel. Yeah. Gosh, today we are finally, honestly, talking about the great genius Kevin Aquan, probably one of the most famous makeup artists to ever live. Yeah. We're going to talk about kind of just the history of him and what he did and his impact as well as react and kind of dissect some of his most iconic looks. Yeah. And some of our favorite looks that have been, I mean, that I know that
1: I've seen over the years. Oh. There's been some that have been burned in my brain that I'm like, this man is a genius. I
0: remember one specifically, one look we have was something that I, oh my God, the first time I saw it and it's not even that complex. It's just simple and it's just something Mm. about it. I mean, we'll get into this. I know, I know. We'll get more into it. Let me chug this. Do it up. And we'll we'll be be right back.
1: back. I know I need to hydrate. Cubes made out of
0: vodka. Stay hydrated. Yeah. It's water with vodka ice cubes. Yeah. Does vodka doesn't freeze? No. Oh, mm. okay. <laughs> yeah, aw, anyway. oh, anyway. Anyway. So, what's your relationship with his books first of all? Cuz I feel like all young makeup artists like yeah, you you obviously learn about Kevin Aquan, which for reference i think what he was born in 1962 mm-hmm. and, uh yeah. and died in 19 in 2002, 2002. so he was yeah. only 40 i just feel like whether you get his books or whatever the case may be you know of him you the learn of him at of some art. point Absolutely. i mean the,
1: it's so cool to me too because if you didn't get the like i don't have any of his physical mm, okay. books but i remember every item you would purchase from Kevin Aquan beauty and i can't I this I can't speak for the brand today, but when you remember when you used to open his contouring book and it was like, it was almost like pages out of the book where like the art of doing it was yes. explained in the panel. Like it was like, I'm doing this to do this and like never use less than three shades to do this. Absolutely. This is how you do it. And oh my gosh, there was something so stellar about his Work and it was more like a painting, not makeup. It was absolutely, it was truly a a work of art. It was like Mona Lisa, like in live.
0: For those of you who don't know, so Kevin Aquan really kind of rose to popularity in the eighties and the peak time of the supermodel era. So uh, his first Vogue cover was the same exact time it was Cindy Crawford's first Vogue cover. So they were on it together. He did her makeup for it, and it was so interesting because I mean. I mean, people can have different opinions but in my mind i think of kevin aquan in the sense that it's not like you give him we're giving him credit for all makeup ever because there's obviously been unbelievable things throughout the you know yeah. since the dawn of time but i would say kevin aquan is like the godfather of modern makeup he was the one to kind of bring this idea where if you really look at makeup campaigns or commercials and everything was pretty much the same. It was just kind of like whited out and you know just flawless skin touch up here and there and that was about it. I didn't realize he was such a good artist like draw like when oh, they showed his drawings in his documentary which makes sense. I found it interesting that they said he blanked them out got rid of them and restructured in the sense, them and then completely restructured them yeah. because it sounds funny to say that because he was also somebody that always took their natural beauty into consideration. It wasn't like it was this card. Kardashian- fashion cake makeup. Like it was really yeah. still, sometimes you saw their skin through the foundation. You saw their natural freckles. Mm. It wasn't this heavy, heavy thing, yeah. but he was somebody that really started to revolutionize what we know today as constructing the face, the contour, the oh. changing, uh, or enhancing or distracting from however, you know, plus or minus bone structure and lifting the face and using eyeshadow to completely reshape the eyes. And what yes. he was able to do on and, people was unreal.
1: And it evokes emotion too. When you look at his editorial work, Absolutely. he could take somebody's face and maybe restructure the brows so they look more downturned. Mm-hmm. So it evokes this emotion of you feel for this person You're for totally some reason. Right. You, you feel this like sadness or you feel this like uplifting kind of yeah. feeling from the... Just the makeup alone at the time of doing makeup, you don't have that many resources where now there's brands everywhere. You can buy makeup everywhere. But at the time to... To have that level of artistry with very limited resources and having to take your medium and like, okay, I have to mix this. I have to do that. I have to make it look like this. I have this up here and I need to put it here on that face. That's where it's truly a painting. It was more than doing makeup. Now it's like, oh, everyone and their mother wants to be a makeup artist. But I'm like, do you understand what it is to be a makeup artist? Completely. And I always say it too, when I do makeup, I put my like whole everything into it. And when I leave after I'm done with makeup, sometimes I feel
0: drained. Oh, because it's your I'm emotionally exhausted. It's your and physically. And yeah. it, it,
1: you're putting so much energy, physical energy into something. And I feel like that was kind of
0: his downfall. I thought that. So when we were watching his documentary, it was on Netflix. I don't know why it's not on anymore. Yeah, it's I on up, Apple TV. Yeah, I got it. It's like $2.99 on Apple TV, but it's called Kevin Aquan Beauty and the Beast in Me. And it really kind of just spoke to in his last few years, like in the last, I would say five years were really the rough, maybe three, four years yeah, yeah. were the most rough. But I agree with you. The whole time when we were watching it, I was thinking exactly that because I think there's a transaction that happens when you're doing anything in beauty. And I think it can be the same with hair, but I don't know. Having my cosmetology license and doing hair and having done both, there's something different about makeup because it's someone's face. You are literally responsible for the way they look. Bridal, the biggest. You know, day of their life or uh, editorial, Cindy Crawford's first Vogue. There's something about the the, pressure of it all, the pressure of it all, and the emotions that go into it. And it was really sad near the end. He had a brain tumor, like uh, a growth in his brain that basically ended up killing him in conjunction with he was abusing the pain medication because he was in so much pain that it was kind of a combination of everything. And that's why he ended up passing away. But it was really sad in the last couple of years. I get it that to a certain extent, especially so much struggling with addiction. It's not, you can only do so much, but Mm. it really hit me at the end of it all where I was like, wow, here's this documentary of all of these models and actresses and everything talking about how much he changed their life and how beautiful he made them feel. And then to see him at the last couple of years of his life, completely alone, no one helping, no one, anything. It was very just like, Thanks for making me beautiful. Like the quote he said, and it was out of his mouth.
1: Someone was, and I love that everything was documented on his home videos. He said, Everyone can tell you that they love you, but until you love yourself, that love doesn't mean anything. RuPaul says it if you can't love yourself, how are you going to love anybody else? But it was amazing that, in the almost like in a different way, all these people were like, I love you. I love your work. I love you. I yes. love your work. But he didn't love himself. That like hit me to a point. I was like, Oh my God. Cause how many people, Cindy Crawford, everybody was like, Oh, he's amazing. I mm-hmm. loved him. I felt so close to him. Gwyneth Paltrow
0: said that yes. I felt
1: so close to him. And maybe they Somebody did I shower held. him with
0: love, but felt like it wasn't heard. So they were like, what are we going to do? Kind of a yeah. thing, you know?
1: And maybe they didn't in the moment, you know, these celebrities, they might've said and be like, Oh no, he knows I love him. But it's yes, like but they didn't It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter no matter how much you tell somebody or no matter how much you show or tell. Sometimes it's just, if that person doesn't fully believe it themselves, they're, they're going to in one ear out
0: the other. And- absolutely. You hit the nail on the head, I think with the emotional aspect, because with bridal, I feel like it is very limiting as far as the creativity goes, mm, because you're mm-hmm, really doing yes. a lather rinse repeat. Like everybody kind of wants a variation yes. of the same thing. Unlike what he did, they were saying there was days he was scheduled. I mean, it was his calendar in one week was oh, Tina was- Turner, Cher, Madonna,
1: Janet, Janet and
0: Whitney. And like, then back Gwyneth back- Paltrow to finish out the And it was like his absolutely. whole week. And you
1: go from such a all time high to being like, you went from this, kid to who had
0: nothing rough upbringing
1: and you know he was going through so much as a kid and so like wanted to just be great and there was a a woman in the documentary who said you know you chase after this dream and you get to where you want to be but then once you get there what do you have to look forward to anymore exactly when you're you're already at that high career high i'm making all the money i can i'm doing everything i could do he was doing the makeup of all the women he idolized as a kid where do you find the happiness because if you are doing shares makeup for song for the lonely. I know. And you walk away from that feeling empty. Like I what know. is there? God, the irony. It's yeah. just, Oh my God. Like it just real, it's the last the thing cord. he ever did. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. And it's like, you walk away still feeling empty and then it means so little to you because it's not making you happy. So if you watch it, prepare, it's not a happy documentary. No. It's like by any yeah. means, it's very, it's very telling though, that like mental health issues are so debilitating. Oh, I know. And it had to have been a part of it. I mean, definitely mental health issues. of not feeling good enough being adopted and not yeah. feeling wanted. And here he is the most sought after makeup artist at that time was him. And, it still wasn't enough. To I know. feel wanted by everybody else, but he didn't want
0: himself. Absolutely. Which is like a mind fuck. And it's crazy too, because I always feel like people like that who are going through such internal struggle, what they end up projecting out into the world through their art yes. ends up being as good as it is. You know what I mean? Because that's the only way they know how to channel it out. I even questioned like a
1: lot of the models I was looking at looked sad. And there's one in here in particular yeah, that always right. does it for me where she has like these thin downturn brows and she's looking into like the abyss. Yeah.
0: Of like, I'm looking for hope. Like, I just always felt that way with a lot of his work. He documented a lot of his own videos behind the scenes, which is what a lot of the documentaries made up of. But a lot of the photos you can find are what is in his book. But really, to find anything outside of what was in his books, it is so difficult. You remember the scene in the uh, documentary where his father had all the magazines he worked. It was like hundreds of magazines his work was in. All of that stuff is probably... Only in print. That's what I mean. It's lost to that medium. It's not, it's so difficult to find. And it's like, imagine to be able to go through and get all of that work and and find the, the, just a one-off little editorial. You know what I mean? That might be some of the most brilliant stuff. And it also begs the question, because we were saying too, like, I don't know, kind of the nature with his beauty brands, because it wasn't started when he was alive. It was started after he died. And- Was it really- I'm almost positive. Yeah, I don't think he started it himself. Really? Because yeah, I, I up. could,
1: I don't know why I thought he was alive for some of it, and then it started to tank. Let's see. Holy shit! Kevin Aquam Beauty was founded in 2001, mm. and he died in 2002. So there was only a year. Oh, jeez, yeah. This ideology of like everything that he loved in makeup. So hence why I feel like the vision is like, Oh God. Yes. Even starting a brand at two in 2001, it's like he's in such a mental space where he's like, this is probably what he dreamt of as a a makeup artist. The sad part is, is too not even being able to use your own brand for like editorials and stuff and really let that brand flourish. While he was alive, is oh my God, that's so devastating. I
0: know. There are some products from Kevin Aquan that are great. But I've always viewed it as this weird, like, ghost brand that I'm like, "Uh." you know, it's different than a brand who you knew was founded by someone 100 years ago and their name is still on it. Because you were like, that's what I'm saying. This feels personal. Because he was so, it was such recent history that we are, we remember him. Yeah. So it's this weird ghost brand that I'm just like, what would it be if he was alive? And I also was saying, what would makeup be like today if he never died? Could you imagine? What would it be? have continued to be? Would we be in this Kardashian era? I think if
1: he were around, I think he probably would have done the Kardashians
0: makeup. That's what I mean. In a very
1: different way. Absolutely. He would have done their makeup in such a complete 180 that they wouldn't have even... That wouldn't have even been a thing. Yes. Oh, my God. I just, yeah, I can't even imagine the impact. Imagine going into a Sephora or an Ulta and seeing his brand be the Charlotte Tilbury of it all. Charlotte Tilbury is like, you know, the self-proclaimed best makeup artist in the world, which, no.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, You don't even do your own makeup and you don't let people see you without makeup. So even your husband. So anyway. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah, somebody that works for the brand told me that. And I was like, oh, God, that's crazy. Yeah. Like her own husband doesn't see her without makeup and okay. she doesn't do her own. Okay. So you're a makeup artist, but you don't do your own makeup. Yeah. Got it. Anyway. Interesting. Um, but I feel like if he were still around and that brand was still what it was, because mm-hmm. I remember meeting one of the brand reps years ago and the philosophy of the brain was still very much his values Mm. of like everything he always said and all of his steps and the products really like they really kept his legacy going in a way there was always something about it like you're saying that it sort of felt like this ghost brand it felt very ingenuine like I was like
0: "Uh, that's kind of weird when they try to release music from a singer after they're dead
1: like Michael I don't Jackson. need. I, I was just about to say I don't need the Michael Jackson LP of yeah, like everything that was Yeah, it just feels a little like, ooh, like like that was their art. Maybe we yeah. should let them have that, and like that was them when they Man. were here. And not that I'm not grateful that Kevin Aquam Beauty isn't around because we just ordered the lip
0: liner. Yes, but, but it's just I can't help but wonder what it would be if he was here. Like I, I just can't imagine his impact oh today it if it continued. Phenomenal! Oh my god! I
1: mean, it's heartbreaking to think about the legacy he would have still been oh my god
0: for the past 20 to. years I mean,
1: just he would have been doing such amazing wild things in this industry and with that brand and just yes. all the vogue covers i can only
0: imagine how he would have adapted and he was so influential too in the way really dark-skinned girls were getting their makeup done. There's also an amazing four-part documentary that just came out on Apple+. Plus. I think it's called Supermodels something, and it's really about (laughs) Cindy Crawford, Naomi Campbell, uh, Linda Linda Evangelista, Evangelista. and Christy Turlington. And the four of them were really talking about, you know, Linda Evangelista was saying at one point, she was like, uh, because there was a lot of stigma with black models, they only ever had one black model in a show. It was, you could really only have them in the summer, not in the winter. They always had a wear the bright colors like all these stereotype like bs things and it got to the point that they all got so close that linda evangelista used to say if you don't book naomi you don't get me like to get more representation and naomi campbell loved him so much we'll we'll dive into when we dissect the looks because he understood how to do dark skin and yeah. kind of which will break it down the philosophy behind it he mixed he used lipstick as blush if he didn't have a color for something he always used his fingers to blend things out and the thing about his work that is so mind-blowing is it always looks so effortless and not full coverage not heavy yes. but somehow completely transformed and he was taking seven, eight, nine hours. Yes.
1: To do it. And it's it's so incredible to see that it looks so effortless and simple. I know. Yet he was taking hours. Yes. Where in the documentary, they said that the hair people and anybody else dressing them, anybody else that had to step into see the model at hand, whether it was Vogue or whatever. Yeah he, at towards the end, he was, like, taking They got as much time, time as they got yeah, yeah when like, he was they, done. And they said nobody crossed him. Yes. And that's where it's like, oh my God. That's nice. where it gets
0: sad at the end that yeah. he really fell victim to his ego at the yeah. end, which is a shame. And that's also the other thing. It's like, maybe there wouldn't have been such a good impact in the last 20 years because of, even oh in the end gosh. of where he was, he really did lose himself in a way. It's just so interesting and I feel like we could kind of dissect the philosophy of how he did make up more, but I think that we will do that so much better when we dissect these yeah, looks. Let's so do we're going to dive in. All righty. So we are going to dive in looking at some of Kevin Kwan's most iconic makeup slash our favorites. Our favorites. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So first up, this is Kate Moss. Um, I mean, first of all, I don't care what anybody says. This man invented the cut crease. My God, the reshaping of the eye, the way that whole lid is matte and it connects with the outer corner of the, and that's the thing too, what he was so also genius at, and maybe this was an element of the editorial aspect and the fashion aspect of it all, was when the makeup should have or needed to be clean it was clean look at that under the lift that this is giving to the entire face because there is barely anything on that lower lash line yeah and the cut crease as we know it today a lot of the time the shadow sculpting kind of on the brow bone here a lot of darkness on the outside corner smoked out and then they will just really cut the inside half of the lid yeah He took his cut crease because, again, he was reshaping the bone structure all the way from that inside and Mm. literally connecting it all the way out to the outside corner of the lash.
1: And that point of intensity is right under the front of the brow where it just draws your eye, where the eye just looks so much more lifted. And even the brow shape and the... Oh, my God. He was famous for these like thin brows or bleached brows and like this no brow or little brow. And I will say this across Every look that we will look at today, and I know this for a fact, every single look fits the model. It Absolutely. is not cookie cutter stamp makeup on anybody. He assesses the face. It, it just, I mean, it is yes. really incredible. Everything about this and every look is
0: yeah. flawless to the model. That's a really good point of distinction. Cause I think that's a symptom of nowadays is, you know, when someone is good at something, you're totally right. And us being makeup artists, we know a lot of makeup artists. It's mama cookie cutter, sugar cookies at Christmas. It is oh, the sh- same face on stamped it, on everybody on every single person it's Trixie Mattel makeup like when she does the Trixie Mattel face on other people yeah. obviously that's the point because it's supposed to look but like that but that's what it's mean, you're taking that face and just like this is my signature and I'm doing this on everybody not taking the person's face into consideration at all no and how much have you seen makeup artists in the lexicon that we know they do brilliant work but you see them post something that I'm like girl that does not fit her face. It looks like the Trixie makeup on someone else. Where you're like, I know that's the Trixie makeup, but something's off. Like, that's what their work looks like. Because I'm like, that doesn't suit them. But you don't know how to do anything but that. You're not taking them into consideration.
1: Well, are you a makeup enthusiast or a makeup artist? That's what I mean. Absolutely. we need to draw this line of like, not everybody needs to do makeup and we need to leave it at that.
0: Yes. And it's not being able to lather, rinse, repeat. It's about enhancing what the person has. And I mean, even exactly everything about the application of this just from a distance is so specific to her. The way the crease is cut, the exact positioning of the brow, the carving out of the contour, like everything is enhancing. And that's the thing. It's so odd because it's like it almost took me a minute when I looked at this to figure out who this was because he had an ability to make them look like a different person but still suit them in every way, shape, Compo- and form. that I have a very hard time with even some of the
1: looks that I pulled. I can't even tell who it is. You're totally right. I cannot even tell who it is. And that's something I find to be so bizarre because I, know. I think we're so used to seeing celebrities and immediately identifying where when he did makeup, you could tell this was a Kevin Aquan face yes. in the, his artistry level. And sometimes this person was unrecognizable Unrecognizable. because it's as if he was blanking out their face out of a paint canvas and then he was drawing from scratch and just everything like drawing the eyeballs and everything. Absolutely. It's as if he's drawing the entire face on paper. It almost feels like a modern day Snapchat filter. Yes. Oh oh my God. You're right. So it's like putting those filters on where it it just, it goes on their face and it adapts.
0: Because nowadays I almost feel like celebrities want a makeup look that is theirs, the Kardashian, the Trixie Mattel stamp makeup. Once they get their makeup how they like it, that's their makeup. There's no playing. There's no artistry. There's no individuality, personality, creativity. Yeah. It's just the same, and same, same.
1: These celebrities too were like, I want my face in his hands and I want to just yes. let it be because that's, I feel like, the beauty of an artist like yeah. him and anybody that's a true makeup artist, they're going to adapt their skill level to your face and your liking and what you're doing and let that person work. Totally. When you come up and show me, I want this. Well, it's like, what about this? Do you like, because you can't get this. And I know i going to fit you. I know. So that's where it's like a good makeup artist will be like realistic with you and be like, this doesn't work. Yes. You need to tell me what you like about this so we can adapt.
0: I know. So, so beautiful. This is so stunning. Alrighty. Next up we have the model and I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing her last name right. Uh, Nadia Uberman. I think, I think so. Right. I would say so. So the reason I had to pull this was because this was such a talking point for his impact. Because I said to you, I was like, this literally, especially in this pose, is Lady Gaga in her bad romance video. Yeah, this. Like, I did a double take. You cannot tell me that she did not model that entire makeup, the ha- everything about this.
1: The hair texture. Everything.
0: The the saturation of the makeup everywhere, the color, everything. Yes. Also, nobody used matte eyeshadow like him. No. You know what I mean?
1: Well, because he understood how to shape and how to define Your, and yes. not
0: let... His vision get out of control. Because you know what the thing is, too, with especially a lot of it, is what was with his eyeshadow, where it was uh, matte a lot of the time. I almost feel like a lot of that intention was because when you do have a lot of shimmer or glitter on the lid, it is a billboard for this is makeup. But matte, just like matte contour and blush was for reshaping. Yeah, Matte, matte products were for, it was like paint. You know, there's no glitter. Yeah. Leonardo da Vinci didn't paint with glitter paint. It was matte. It dried, yeah. you know, and that was because it has the ability to provide dimension when it's matte. So you look at something like this and you look at her eyes, I feel like he used so much matte eyeshadow because it was literally for the purpose of reshaping.
1: The it's eye. Out, it's truly and I'm not just saying this it is one of my favorite things to do with makeup is when somebody wants an all matte eye or yes. if I can do that on somebody there's something about it's the solid color of everything that I when know. it all comes together, you are restructuring everything yes. to me. It is more breathtaking than doing shimmer. You're totally, because somebody. you know why shimmer hides all sins. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you do look like if this. something looks a little boo, boo.
1: And you are blending until your hand is you're Charlie putting a little shimmer
0: over here. Cause it's going to diffuse the light. Absolutely. So there was it's no, like even when you're doing mean. crafts, they just dump glitter. You know what I mean? You get out of hand. Trixie you would you just, tell when she's like, if it's bad, you put glitter, put on, glitter it. on it. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Yeah. So So that I mean this to have the
1: it's like insane. But and then I what I love about this look too the glossiness of the lip with the matte eye and the matte skin it's all about those lips it is all about the lip and just like the that like it's so strange to me because this eye is so so smoldering and sexy but. It feels natural. I know. And it just feels like this is her
0: with no makeup on. When I look at his work, I wanna take a makeup wipe and wipe her eyes off just to know what she actually looks like. You can't trust that anything that looks like a crease look like, cause it probably wasn't that. Like, cause he literally was that talented. And I think the beauty of all of this, and not this is just the beginning,
1: uh, but there's other looks that you'll see, we'll talk about that when he looks at a blank canvas to look at somebody, where do you even begin I to think that that is the output that you're going to give? Where do you even I know. start thinking of like, yeah, this
0: is what I want to do. I mean, this is so breathtaking. And it's all so balanced to have that under eye be that smoky, but to contrast it with that really big cut crease of that brightness to offset the darkness under the eye. So it doesn't drag it down because you're getting so much lift on top that it's evening it out. You have the boldness of her lips. And then in this makeup look, the bravery to barely touch her brows.
1: I'm going to hit you.
0: <laughs> barely. Because I
1: was going to say, if you look at where the darker been crease, the if you were, look at how the brow in the front looks more filled. Yes. And towards the tail of the brow, it's not as filled. Yes. And I feel like because he where the did it dark, on purpose. yeah, the dark goes Right up to nothing. Yes, and where the eyeshadow's lighter in the front, where you need structure, boom, balance. You're balance totally right. Completely. To,
0: look at the tones it's of literally, everything. It's inverted. Yeah. Yes, and to have two, and that could <sighs> with him, it could have been contour or shadow, but that the eyeshadow was going almost all the way up to her hairline, blending to give such lift to that. And I also love that the ends of the brows aren't filled probably taking into consideration what the hair was going to be what the whatever because to almost not have the brows filled going into this her unbelievable lion's mane a blonde hair blowing it it just gives this it gives added, like a breathy oh, airy yes. untouchable for every harsh edge and for every dark he always made sure there was an equal amount of softness and light. Yeah. And that is what is missing in so many people's work now. Oh, completely. It's unreal. You can't tell me that that's Naomi Campbell. You know what I mean? I know it is. Yeah. But what? And literally what? Talk about clean. <gasps> and also,
1: too, let's do it again, the brows. I know. There is something so successful with looking at her brows and people would probably overdo it and oversell the brow. Yes. But with the lip and the cheek and everything
0: being so harmonious. Look at the way the brow connects flawlessly to the nose contour. Yeah. I mean, that is one. And if you want to study a photo of the philosophy behind shade, what what's supposed to be brightened and highlighted, what's supposed to be contoured and sculpted. This is the this is the photo. Literally the idea of the nose contour going into the brow and then going down, highlighting underneath the brow bone, highlighting the center of the forehead, the bridge of the nose underneath the eye, the chin the jawbone. These like
1: golden nude lips.
0: And then with the contouring with the liner, I mean,
1: just shaping her lip to give it some structure, just almost as if it's the same color on the cheek. And I wouldn't be surprised if he used a contour like cream yes. on
0: her lip just to give it more structure and shape. Oh my gosh, it is breathtaking. And you know why he was always my spirit animal was because when I did makeup and especially a lot of times on uh mother of the brides or grooms, like uh, women with mature skin, a lot of them loved their under eye Eyeliners and situations where it was just a lot of products on the bottom, and I, I don't know what that was or when that trend started. That it maybe it got ingrained. It gets under my skin. But I always used to say, and I would tell them all the time, I'm like, listen, I'm like, it's not that we can't put anything under there, but the more we put and the darker it is, we are bringing the eye down <laughs> we are literally aging you yeah and when i started i would do a makeup look and then i would do the the stuff underneath because that's what everyone else was doing and i was like oh that like just ruined it like i don't like it now I and think the same thing. i love a very clean la on a uh, lower lash line because yeah. it gives more <laughs> lift it looks fresher, more youthful, more just clean. And I mean, my God, if this isn't the example of it, like it looks like he you shaved her lashes off on the bottom. You know what I mean? it looks like really. Bold. Um, but it
1: just almost looks as if he took a flat concealer brush and literally uh, went whoosh, in right between under the, the lashes, yes, and just cleaned it out. I mean, lighting too. Of course, of course, is so crucial. But even look at like the center of her face; that you could tell there's so much work in. How he used her tone and yes. said, I'm going to go lighter here, darker here, and really understood everybody's face shape, the how light is going to hit it.
0: Yes. And another thing which you can see in his books, this photo is such a prime example, too, of the antithesis of how everyone today is teaching you how to contour, which is the brown headband, <laughs> the, the brown rainbow, all the way like this. And you know who also, which I got to give credit where credit's to. She's a little bit lather, rinse, repeat, where it's the same face, but still, just straight-up skill, Miss Fame. Okay. Miss Fame. Look at where this contour is, where it is, it always goes down and connects to the outside of the brow and stops right here where the highlight starts to come. So most of that contour is concentrated out here where it really should be two triangles like yeah. this rather than a brown arch. Having the sides of the forehead come back yeah is what is giving you that lift. And I mean, everything about this photo is just iconic in the sense of the fundamentals of makeup. And this was the thing I was saying about dark skin. We talked about it on another episode. I love doing makeup on people with deeper skin tones. It's my favorite because of his philosophy. You get to use just to do their foundation. Let's say foundation and concealer, five different tones. At least. Absolutely. They have so many natural shades of lights in their skin more yeah. than white people. Like, and I'm the about same shade of paste. But then there's somebody that's like, oh no, I have to use one to even it all. I'm like, don't you dare. Exactly. Because yeah. if they did have a brighter on the inside, the foundation that matched their T-zone would literally make the skin ashy on the outside of the face. That's how much of a difference there was. So you had to use the multi-dimension. Yeah. And my God, it just pops. And not a harsh line on her. Insight. Yeah.
1: Okay, so this is one where I, again, I feel like understanding the angles of My God. where she was going to be looking was yes. so crucial. Yes. And this is where, because if she was looking straight at the camera, I feel like the angles of the shadow and everything wouldn't have made sense. And I mean, talk about like classic Kevin and Johnny, like balance, like dark uh-huh. eyes, nude lips, everything. Yes. I mean, this is like quite fundamentally why, I love makeup like this because everything, again, super balanced. But I love it because if this model was looking... I don't even know who this is.
0: I don't know who... I I will insert it. I forget who this is on but i know this is the first one from one of his books where in his books he was famous for transforming celebrities of the time into other people so i don't remember who this is but this is obviously a nod this was him turning her into barbara streisand this is the like kind of funny girl um pose like of barbara streisand the iconic kind of look so he's making her intentionally look like Barbara Streisand here. What is shocking to me about this is to have triumphed so well, but if I covered the eyes, she's got foundation. Like, the skin is beautiful, the lip. Yeah. He made her look like Barbara Streisand just by the eye. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? There's no bone reconstruction on the face no he didn't make her nose look bigger you have to figure as well look how far her head is tilted back if her head was straight if her chin was down that eyeliner is probably almost downturned because that's what i'm saying you know what i mean because if it's already downturned with her chin down and then lifting her head up that's how downturned it would have to be for it to be that Oh, that's what you I'm saying. What the I'm structure
1: saying? of the makeup, because you could tell they already had the pose in mind. So he had to perform Consider this makeup on
0: a pre chiseled. You know, like sure. a, a piece of marble. Like it, it was a position. He's thinking ahead, If he made her look like Barbara Streisand with her chin down, and then she posed like this, she wouldn't look like Barbara. No. You know what
1: I mean? It would have just been a woman with a smoky eye and a nude lip. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. This is truly a work of art, because you know he said, tilt your head back for me, and he was shaping everything and Absolutely. making sure that everything looked right. There is no sit in a chair straight up. He was like, yes. tilt all the way back. <laughs> this poor girl's neck by the end of this. Oh, was, and yeah. it's... Next level commitment to yes. the art because he wanted the money shot. He oh. was like, I'm get you're not leaving this studio yeah. until I get this yes. level
0: of work out of you. Because even look at her lower lash line. Obviously, normally people's lower lash line, where it ends, if you continued straight out in a straight line, that's really where the shadow should be. Look at how downturned oh. that shadow is coming out. That's- and look at the front of the makeup. Being I that this know. isn't, because if she was facing forward. Oh, she would look insane. But I mean, you're right. The way he angled everything yeah. to, it's this like upside down teardrop.
1: Do you know what I would love to see? I would have loved to see this angle of the face, but full facing front
0: of just like her doing yes. this. Yes.
1: Just seeing like the angular shapes of both sides of the liner. I know this is so powerful in itself, but I know this is really like, I mean, phew, my God, mesmerized. Oh my God. So like, this is one of my all time. Just like speaks
0: to me because I feel like it's your foundation color. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. I yeah, had papaya. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Papaya. papaya. Mango. The
1: level of this makeup too, that he, But I feel like a lot of his makeup was like very 60s, very 70s inspired where it's like this like white blue makeup and it's like very, very, very light. But I'm going to even reference something too that when... JLo's makeup was like that light blue mm-hmm. and similar skin tone. Because of the way he did this model's lashes and glued on individual pieces on the bottom, he almost gave that pinched lash. Yes. The top was very voluminous, but still very pinched. The brows, I mean, this is like... Unbelievable. The clean skin and like the very warm, like... Overly yes. warm skin. I can't even begin to describe in the way that he shaped this model's lips without it looking like lip liner. Yes, but we're not losing her lip shape at because all because with the color of the lips, uh, uh, you would think this out. would wash her out. Not but at all. The color choices of everything, and even there's f- like a floral pattern all over her, yeah. like the chest and everything, where you could see it's just it ties that in together and everything about a Kevin Aquan makeup too, there's always texture, tone, saturation, and harmony.
0: Put that on a (laughs) t-shirt.
1: It is so incredible to me because I'm going to assume that he does the makeup and then the hair gets styled and then they obviously get dressed. Yeah. The fact that I would have loved to see him on set when they are all said and done. He's like, stop. Yes. And how much maybe he's changed certain it, things. Totally. Totally. And it was like, no, this is not happening. We're taking yeah. this off. We're adding this. We're taking that
0: lip and we're doing this. Yeah. This is one of like, like that is Christy Turlington. Like I cannot believe. I
1: just like, I know. it's so unbelievable and I'm not even talking about her natural beauty. I'm talking about now this is like the fact that you are taking this idea that was in your head. <laughs> like, right. You know, and this idea of I'm going to do all these things that would sound crazy on paper, yeah. but his execution and keeping in mind of all, every texture and tone that he's using. Yeah. And he's like, I will balance these and
0: make it work. Yes. Just. Yes absolutely flawless and incredible. And that's what I mean, too. It's like, and you you get what I'm saying about the softness, and I know that sounds insane with a photo like this, because it's like nowadays when you have someone who takes a makeup risk, it's Pat McGrath gluing a thousand rhinestones to Doja Cat's face. Like, it's just shock. That's not makeup. That's not, mm, yeah. If you told me that that was orange BB cream, like, you know what I mean? It's not. This yeah. Halloween thing, it's still yeah. a human being. It's still them. And I will say, I can't stop saying breathtaking, but
1: it really, yes. looking at his work, I would go to a Kevin Aquan museum, and if it was all of his bodies of work, you would have to kick me out. I know. Because I would fall into a trance with every look. There's something so special about all of these looks, and he never did the same thing twice.
0: Absolutely not.
1: It is so Weird to me. I know. And this goes back to even after doing something like this, he's photographing, he's taking video. He probably in his head is like, well, I did that on Christy. I can't do that to share. Absolutely. I can't have them bridge their looks and yeah. then say, Oh, Kevin Aquana is doing the same old look again. Yeah. He's doing his signature look. He didn't have a signature look. He was a look book. You liked her look. Well, I'm not doing that on you. I know. Get it totally. together. Cause I'm not doing it. And it's just un. Fucking believable.
0: Even for this to be this orange peach skin tone and still with the nose contour going up where the brand new brows are, by the way, probably an inch above her real ones. Like it's just, it's exquisite. And uh, you know what I really love about this too, is that the flowers are covering her.
1: And I wonder if that was almost a choice of him. So you didn't see her neck and chest be a different color or that he didn't do all that. It's like, it just makes it more of an artistic piece Yes. That you know he probably had the creative direction to be yeah. like, nope, don't do this, do it all here. Yeah. It'll make more sense. Like he, Since he was a uh, an artist already in a different form, he was like, no, we're going to do this and it'll cohesively make more sense. Yeah. When you cut it off and see the whole shot for yes. what this is, yeah. it's just beyond. Wow. Okay, so we have Naomi Campbell in a different aspect this time and
0: that's a different person than the one before i
1: mean okay so my favorite thing about this too again is where we're going back to who was it before was it kate moss it was kate moss okay again the eyeshadow yes everything from where the eyeshadow was ending the way that he it almost starts down and goes up and creates that new yes crease of her eye and again it's this restructuring the master of the cut crease. Oh God. Now imagine this, Naomi Campbell and understanding darker skin and doing
0: all cool tone products and not making I her look ashy. I was just going to say that because I was like, do you know the risk of bringing that gray cigarette ash on that skin? And my God, you know, the genius of it too, it almost because it is pulling that cool tone, the balance here of her warm skin, but it's offset by her eyes and that lip pulling the pink out. It's pulling pink just by mix, having mixed with the undertones of being on top of her skin. This like mauve <sighs> lip liner with this like iridescent pearl. Oh, that, if that is a nin- a 90s lip stick or And then or this pink gloss. blush
1: and... The I know. warmer, I mean, like, the yeah, the warmth in her skin and everything. And with this, like, pearlescent color on the lid. Yes. And every, I mean, if you don't understand it, like, <laughs> I, I can't. I know, I know. Quite literally, this looks like it was from an article, called, and it was Color Col- yeah. Theory.
0: I mean. I think this might have been from one of his books. Yeah. He, like,
1: he understood. Unreal. I feel like if any great makeup artists were to try this on naomi campbell again and recreate this look on her no she would look boo- nasty <laughs> Hit them. yeah
0: yeah oh my she would be like stop looking at me I know. please." and then you even look at something like this and now you see all the like tiktok girlies acting like they invented a half lash Girl, like, you know what I mean? Stop. Yeah. If all these people out here acted like they're redefining what's been done. Right. Like, stop. Like, it's all been done. Yeah. Like,
1: Kevin Aquan was doing circles around Come you.
0: on. Like, get out of here. I could stop I and stare at I this. I want to blown group. up. Like, eight by eight foot by, you know what I mean? Like wall above my this. fireplace. And I would yes. just sip
1: tea and stare at it. <laughs> yes. at night. I'm not joking. Like I would stare <sighs> at his work for hours. Yeah. I mean, this is inspiring me to like, I want I this on my face. I know. right this second.
0: I know the longer I'm even looking at this, it's making me want to do different things. Like, like I'm I want things. this. eye look yeah. redone on me <laughs> yeah. to like the level of it's just, I know.
1: It makes me rethink everything I've ever done.
0: Yes. Yeah. Well, that's art. You know what I mean? That's like when you go to a museum and you're looking at a painting or something and it moves you to the point that you're like, my life has no meaning. You know what I mean? That's That's how I feel. Yes. I feel
1: no other way about people's artistry than I do with Kevin. No. No one else makes me feel... This inspired looking at makeup work absolutely, and looking at his art pushes me to a new level of I like know. I feel like I want to go create. Yes, this is just unbelievable. And look at that clean oh. ass under eye <laughs> with a heavy eye like this. You you know everybody would be like, yeah, we're gonna smoke out the just bottom. as much. But they would have taken that black uh, gray and put it all underneath the eye and. I even feel like that's why I love it even more. Yes. And I, you know, what's actually kind of funny too, is that with her, he did make a choice this time to fill in her brows. Yes. And quite literally across the board and it just works. I know. And again, where the nose contour. perfectly Goes right up to that (laughs) crease color where right again, right under that brow, it's a little deeper and then it goes into that light brow bone. It just really. I know. I know. Love this. Love it, love it, love it. I'm over here. I'm gonna be gushing about I'm gonna have dreams about him I know. tonight.
0: I can't. The fact that this is the same person as the first look. I know. Look at these back to back. This this is Kate Moss back to back. It is two different people. And I'm gonna say it, mother. <sighs> if you say what I know, you're again. gonna say.
1: Understanding your media, knowing it's in black, black and white.
0: And white. He did this makeup knowing for it was going to be black and, and white. white. <laughs> you, yeah, you are hyped. a sick. I was thinking at the minute I this, picked this picture because honestly, if this was in
1: that color, lipstick,
0: could have been red, green, and it lit. But he knew it was in black and white. He knew and everything about the tone, the blending was for that. of this.
1: Yes, he knew this he Fuck knew the you. tone it I, was going to yes. be in it doesn't matter the the tone I of know. anything he knew as long as this reads black and that reads white i know that it doesn't matter and the the choice to do the no brow this half brow with I know. this bold eye especially again what i love about his work it's bolder on the inner corner and it blows out to this soft oval it's purposeful there is
0: purposeful placement lending saturation, I'm going to (laughs) throw up. (laughs) I can't. That's the thing with Kate Moss. Kate Moss is known for those very wide set doe eyes. It's hearkening to this like 1920s, almost, I don't even like great depression kind of vaudeville. Yes. Yeah. Where to bring all of the depth in here. First of all, and not Clean. look messy. <laughs> not look messy. Clean. Yeah. To counterbalance how wide set her eyes are, but in a weird way, because her eyes are already so big, to make her eyes bigger, he knew, okay, I want to make them bigger, but I need to bring them together to make them bigger. So, he- so instead of blending out, which is literally lifting them and pu- making them come apart, bring them together together. It's disgusting. Let alone look at the Cupid's bow on this lip. I would die to see this photo in color, just to know what it was. You know what I mean? I but would you love know to, he yeah, did like, this for black and white. He knew it was going to be black and white.
1: Because anybody looking at her real estate would be like, "Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to definitely use all of this to my yes. advantage because how many times Overdone. How many times have we seen it now blown out to the hairline makeup? And I'm like, and the fact that he kept it contained
0: oh my God, it's in the immediate so, yes. eye area contained.
1: He didn't go one fucking ounce above that brow. <laughs> I know. Wherever you would fill in the brow, that eyeshadow is not going above. I know. And again, it's this oval shape. Yeah. Because if you squint and look at this makeup, it's that oval shape. But it's again, that, like you said, bringing the eyes closer together and giving it the same height. As you would on the outer corner. I know. But really yes, but, making but sure it balances out. Yes.
0: This is like I grabbed an any eye makeup look today on Photoshop and flipped the eyes. You <laughs> know? Like horizontally. Like reverse screaming. <laughs> right? Like if I Photoshop these eyes the other Shut way, up. it'd be Evergirl on Instagram. Like it would be, you know what I mean? Because no it's one too
1: cookie cutter. It's too weird. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's we're just, calling you guys yeah, weird yeah. now. How do it's you just, like it? It's too
0: weird. Yeah, uh, but this. Oh my god, this is just even at this. We're psychos, but I'm squint at this. The oh, I eyes know. Eyes literally like jump in you, and you're right about the sadness. I know. God. It's
1: trauma. It's it's yes, pain. It, it is pain. pain. It's true. And. I think models always have that look, which they always try and give off that like totally emotionless expression. But there's something about the way he did the makeup that he knew. He was going to pick the emotion for them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. and it's yeah. How you, cause how many times do you do your makeup and you're feeling it or not? Or if you, I like when I've done artistry looks in the yeah. past where I've, I've done rainbow tears, but I can't help but feel as colorful as it is. I was like, yeah. this is a, Happy makeup on a sad clown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is, I was like, this feels painful. And I yeah. was like, I kind of want to take this off like as yeah. soon as possible. Yes. Absolutely. Where I feel like that's again, yeah, you're, he is, determining what emotion you will feel from this point forward until you take this off.
0: Which a lot of people, I feel like that's why they fell in love with him so much. Imagine these models, because it was for them where they were always talking about how, or being told and critiqued and whatever, about how beautiful they were or needed to be, or this, that, and the other thing. And oh my God, you're a supermodel living your dream. Be happy, be happy. To have someone that was putting these, a face like that on them, That almost was, I'm sure to them, to a certain extent, was allowing them their sadness and pain that they needed to get off their chest to look in the mirror and see this. Like, to be able to have that expressed. See yourself like this. Maybe uh, reflecting something you were going on in the inside. Because they all— He brought it out of them.
1: And then even giving them the— Almost like Kevin was like— giving them the permission to be like, this is how we're feeling today. Absolutely. Give me all of that. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's so, truly remarkable.
0: And I just had this hair with the headband is on, un, is unreal from head to toe. This is perfection. Oh, okay.
1: So again, this is this the, was one, the one you were
0: talking about. Yes. yeah.
1: This is the one that I'm talking about. You know what this is giving me? Rocky horror. Yes. And this is very much Victorian Frankfurter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This one to me almost—it's so funny. It's clean yet messy, absolutely. And what I love about it too is that it—it it, it is that Frankenfurter, Rocky Horror makeup because yeah. it goes Color straight story. up to the brow, but then from the brows, it almost looks like as if you put scotch tape along from the top of the brow down. Yes, and
0: everything is just clean yes. cut to be so like oh, and to gosh. go down like that, and then as well the nods to the era he was clearly going for obviously with the color choices but yes not only the thinness of the brow but the placement of the brow is just deciding the emotion but again for me with the time period and the reference the thing that just jumps off is the upper lip yes the upper lip of this to be thinner and to bring, have brought the lip, and you can see, if you look at the very corner of yep. her mouth, yep. it's not, most people now, when they're filling their lips, they're gonna over, bring almost round out the edge of their lip to make it look fuller. He literally, see how the lips come to a point, yes. he literally brought the lips in to make them not as wide because he wanted that little mouth. Almost like the 1920s. Exactly. yeah, Winifred Sanderson. Yes. (laughs) yeah, He wanted that like, you know, brought in. And you can see underneath because for how little the lips look, look at the shadow under her lip from the light. So you know her lip is much bigger than it looks because it's literally making a shadow with the way the light is hitting it. But he drew on the lip Intentionally smaller, like everything was so intentional, and again with this, the contour that we're also used to, where it's coming here and going this, mm-hmm. he did, and especially on this model's face a little bit more of a old school slash like masculine contour where it's coming in and going down, and it's bringing out that that uh jawbone so much stronger,
1: yeah and i love this even too with the the structure of the hair oh and you know he went in and did the little twirly bird right in the front with his (laughs) finger and he said that's going there (laughs) everything is so exquisite with the i this is something that this is one of the looks i will always think about when i think of him because everything is so perfectly saturated placed i know
0: and not overdone and it's Nothing (laughs) competes. No. Look at the, the way the contour is coming down under the cheekbone and just like this. And then right here, the blush is blowing up straight up in that where from her smile lines underneath the smile line between the smile line and the lip is still so highlighted, but he brought the blush up all here and it gradiates under the eye. Unreal. Like really, really, really. I know. Unreal. All righty, we saved the queen for last, <laughs> Cher. Yes. Like I said, I got my hands on these books when I was very young and I've obviously always been obsessed with Cher, but this picture is so burned in my brain. I was so enamored. I cannot believe how much he is saying with so little. It's virtually clean skin, one eyeshadow color, And a lipstick, but it is every detail that is completely telling a story. And to have this eye gloss on this perfectly chosen camel color, you know, I I don't even know, like khaki all over the lid. But then, you know, on that outer corner, like here, there is a whisper on the wind of a gray or a, just hidden almost to yeah. give that lift, but it looks like that one color. The lashes are so perfectly placed that you don't, they have to be individuals. It has to be individually it's placed. Gotta be. That is a lace front. That is a lace front lash. I'm sorry it, they haven't come out with those. I know. That is going in her skin. Like it is they are so perfectly placed. And then I dare anybody right now to find that lip color. It is literally candy apple, but this Brick vintage. What
1: I love too. There's two things about this: all the earth tones coming together,
0: I know. and yes.
1: Can I point something out that I think it's so psychotic and only he would do it? Her hands are going to be in the shot. They're have glossy. To have the glow. I know they have the. They, he, he, you know, he put a clear gloss. Absolutely, he took clear lip gloss, and he. Absolutely. All over her digits. All over her digits with the nails, too. The glossy fingers and <sighs> glossy skin. Like you would believe her whole body's glossy. I know. Cher just
0: takes off her clothes and she's just gloss. Totally. And that's what I mean. For him to do some people, like we were saying about the Barbara Streisand recreation, there's also the Winona Ryder as uh Elizabeth Taylor, I believe. Yes. Unbelievable. He had the ability to make people. If he didn't want you to know who it was, you were not going to know who it was when they were staring straight at the camera. But then on the flip, he could take someone in a pose that you would not know who it is. You don't see their eyes. They're not whatever and make you know exactly who it is. With Cher's eyes open, you know it's her. Absolutely. I even think... Looking closely
1: in the crease of her eye, I think he even took that gray and made it just look like that was the crease. Color just of a little
0: like, so I'm talking deep. with like
1: a featherweight
0: fucking touch. 100%. Just,
1: but without it looking like there was anything, I'm just, I'm, this is, so
0: you know what he was famous for using, which I could see him doing in this with that. Like you were just saying in that crease was, um, the little cot, like, applicators the old school applicators really yeah oh the little triangle thing i have to stand up camera wise just so kevin can see what i'm saying look at so obviously we have the majority of the camel the gray oh hidden i know all along that part and the brows the simplicity of the skin but the way the contour connects to the outside of the lip Oh yeah. It's just sick. This has always been my favorite photo of him. And I don't even know why it was just, it's something again about the emotion and the way all around her face is completely blacked out. And it looks like nothing but her and his work are in this abyss are in space. It's just, it was always the most moving yeah. photo to me.
1: Well, the next photo of Cher is something that I, this is my all time most favorite, iconic, oh breathtaking God. look that he's ever done. And when you first look at it, it's deceiving. When you look at the details, you're like, Girl. This is otherworldly. Let's do it. So last but not least. Oh Now, coming from anybody just looking at this, you're going to think this is loose glitter. Yes. And, and he oh, just put it all over the it's, eye. It's all over the eye. Now... I will challenge you, go watch the Kevin Aquan documentary when she closes her eyes and it was a tight shot. And you saw the
0: individual rhinestones. These are individually placed rhinestones. And and there's no space. They are up against one another, no big chunky ones, one by one by one. Re, and you pointed by number. Girl, you pointed this out on the documentary and I almost got off the couch and choked you because I was thinking the same thing, which you could really tell. In the shot of her eyes closed, say it for the people. As if it was paint by numbers that the
1: lid color is red, the outer corner is black, the brow bone is highlighted, and the inner corner is highlighted. He did this all... I'm not joking. I don't think there is any eyeshadow here. No. I don't think there's any eyeshadow. Maybe on the bottom, and then obviously there's liner in the waterline, but like as if this was paint by number blended
0: he did an eyeshadow look that was traced over with the colors red into all blended perfectly and then snapped his finger to send it all turned into rhinestones every single rhinestone is not only individually placed every color is specifically chosen to go where it is going to contour her eye as if it was eyeshadow.
1: This is the, I'm going to call it the classic Cher makeup. Absolutely. The classic Cher makeup of like where her eyes, she loves those warmer reds. Yes. With like the deep black and everything like Chad Michaels. Yes. From uh, RuPaul's Drag Race when he's a very famous Cher impersonator and does this makeup. And I've seen his makeup. We saw it when yeah. we went to DragCon. Yes. When we met Chad Michaels. Very much that red to black cut crease, you know, classic Cher makeup. Kevin Aquan said, Oh, mama, we're gonna do it, but we're doing it with diamonds. Diamonds. And Pat McGrath, I hope you're out. I know. Because this is the OG. Intention.
0: That's what I mean. And because looking at this, if you were to just like quickly glance, you're like, Oh, that's a lot of loose glitter, girl. The color of every rhinestone. Is specifically chosen to be where it is. Even look at the red coming underneath only half of yes. the lower lash line. And then
1: to brighten as though it was Because you're blending out No, it's literally eye.
0: eyeshadow with diamonds. It's unbelievable. And we notice more in the documentary when you watch the video how much he on the tight line, the lash line, the water line, and the lower lash line, I mean Matt Blacked her out and you could see also from more of an aerial shot in the yeah that's the top lashes but more of an aerial shot in the uh documentary when her eyes are open and straight he pinched all the lashes on the lower lash line and the lashes were really long so it was to offset all of this shine and diamonds how do i do that how do i how do i make sure when you're looking at her you can differentiate between the light catching all these diamonds and her eyes okay i need to literally make a matte black moat all around the eye to to add that separation it's
1: unreal and everything else too about the makeup, the oh, the warm God. blush with the warm lip and everything. It's unreal. Because it's not that everything else was a second thought either. No. This is so well thought out that how, and again, the lighting has so much to do with it, but how he sculpted her face with primarily the blush and I know. the same saturation of color in the lip uh. to match that blush of that harmonious, like, coral. Yeah, which should clash with the red but somehow doesn't. It just feels timeless in a way where it's I like I could I feel like this makeup today would work. Oh, of course. And it's oh my god, this is one of those look I, I see it and it's just it takes me back to the first time I saw it. Oh,
0: Absolutely. It's so, I, I just can't. I'm at like a loss for words. I think I this is the least I've ever spoken in a podcast. <laughs> yeah. And it's something also about what this was. And I'm pretty sure this was the Dovila More video. I always love that song. That's the lyrics tattooed on my arm here is from Dovila More. And I mean, it's the intention. It's just, he literally was the Michelangelo of makeup. Oh my God.
1: And just doing things before they were a trend. And he said, I'm going to make sure.
0: I'm the first to do this yes. and do it like this. On uh, yeah On share. Fucking share. The documentary, when he was put the camera on her, she was like, Hey, Kevin. Hey, yeah. <laughs> like everybody else. I is took very, that personally. <laughs> yeah. Everybody else is like very expressive when they're on camera. Like Cindy Crawford's like, hi. Ba-ba-ba-ba. Oh my God. I love you. And there's hey, one Kevin. camera shot yeah. of it going on. and sitting in the chair, like, like clearly tired or something. And she's just like, hey kevin like in her (laughs) chair voice yeah (laughs) and then the only other thing she said too was this she was in the chair and that's what i mean you gotta watch it just for this fucking scene of her and she has nothing but the eyes like done really and she's just leans forward and she's like i don't know how you have the patience to do this kevin it was so funny but (sighs) god what what he's just so iconic That is it, guys, for our brand new episode of Beautiful and Bothered. I'm very happy we did this. My favorite thing is sitting here and just, like, climaxing. I feel literally so connected to doing makeup right now. I feel I like reborn. I know I'm like dying
1: to dive in and do it. Like I want to, I want to go over to your desk and clear everything off and
0: be like, to swipe my Mac off the desk,
1: yeah, everything, break all the equipment and <laughs> yeah. be like, sorry, I have to do makeup. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, you're totally right. It is so inspiring, inspiring to and want to try different stuff and just, I don't know. Cause that's the thing. It's like sad to be a part of the makeup industry It's a weird catch-22. It's like there's more exposure than ever, but with exposure comes expectations, and there's a way to do things in a sense, and it's like it reminds you that you can break away from that, and that's kind of hopefully always our message but yeah rest in peace kevin aquan you are rest in peace you made these two gay boys very happy and we hope you were as turned on by these iconic makeup looks as we were so thank you guys so much for listening and watching get it together (laughs) thank you guys so much for (laughs) watching it's okay okay. (laughs) i get in my head about it and then i'm like thank you for watching like i like don't know how to speak yeah Thank you guys so much for watching it. Oh, watching. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for watching it. Watching Stop saying that. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening to a brand new episode of Beautiful and Bothered. Make sure to subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review if you can. If you want your podcast one day early, make sure to subscribe on spot. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god we're gonna do three oh we are going to do three. No, we were not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you want your podcast one day early make sure to subscribe on youtube on the official beautiful and bothered Oof. youtube channel i'm gonna leave it at that i'm gonna quit while i'm ahead we love you guys wherever you are we hope you are happy safe and healthy and remember you are beautiful bye kevin <laughs> <laughs> Shear
1: where are you <laughs> going? Yes. I thought we were going to do the wagon wheel Watch 2 c Give me wagon wheel
0: Watch 2 c You want to show me something? Show me that. How did I not? How did we not, did we not do this whole episode when you're painting a kid? It's like art. When you're painting. You're cute. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> oh, throw you're up. Just, <laughs> shut the fuck up.
1: When you're doing makeup, it's like you're painting a canvas. But you're just painting a face. Oh my god, I'm gonna fucking vomit. See you next week. Bye. <laughs>